Welcome to the Hit Parade Podcast. Come join the nation's award-winning number one repack brand and our hosts, Joe Kay, Patrick Mancuso, and Tom Hughes, as we discuss all the happenings in the world of sports entertainment, and we speculate on where things are going in the industry. Follow along for some hot takes and cool products that you're going to want to hear about. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 13 of the Hit Parade Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joe Kay, alongside Pat Mancuso and Tom Hughes, and the guy who's cutting the grass who decided to show up right now. (laughs) Um... Hi out there, everybody. Uh, a lot of cool stuff happening in sports when the playoffs are happening. We got hockey playoffs. We got basketball playoffs. We have an NHL draft lottery that kind of went surprisingly. We have – what else is going on? Baseball. We got baseball stuff we're talking about. Yeah. What else know, is going on? The whole gambit. So um, where do you want to start today, Patrick? Let's start with my questions uh, that I've curated throughout the day to kind of uh, bless the episode, to give a little <laughs> bit more insight to the people who they're listening to. Oh, really? Oh, he said bless. This is this did not go well. Yeah, you should talk in your microphone. Stop looking at me. Bless. I can't hear you. Bless. Here we go. <laughs> I'm going to start it off easy. How would you rank each major sports playoffs? So there's in terms of awesomeness. Uh, yeah, we'll go with awesomeness. Um, hmm. So there's basketball, there's football, there's hockey, and there's baseball. The four major sports. Hmm. First one's hard. NHL, NFL, NBA, M- MLB. Okay. So I'm very close. I'm going NFL, then hockey, NHL, NBA. Then I get it. It was tough, though. But the NFL playoffs are fun, but it's only, it's only one game, which I understand adds intrigue and all that stuff. But a seven-game series of an NHL playoffs where people just hate each other and you get triple overtime games and all this other nonsense where people are, you know, fighting the fans even. It's the greatest thing. Mm-hmm. Hockey rules. And they have the best playoffs for sure. Definitely. What about you? Um, I would, I mean, myself specifically would probably go NFL – NBA, NHL, MLB. That's but that's my personal opinion because I'm not a huge hockey fan. So to me, it's I, I know what the NHL can bring to the table. I just haven't experienced it enough where I can put them higher than three Fair out enough. of four. So um, I, just a curveball. Yeah. Where does March Madness fall in there? Oh. So I think if we're talking about March Madness, I mean playoffs. I th- I think that's got to be two for me. One or two. It's right after. The NFL playoffs for me. It's right in the middle. Yeah. Because even though I love the opening weekend of March Madness, it's one of the best sports weekends of the year. I care about it a little bit less after the opening rounds. Yeah, totally. Where it's like opening rounds, I'm like taking days off of work. I'm, doing, I'm not doing that the next week. You know, all this other stuff. Where So, yeah, that's where it would fall for me. Gotcha. Yeah. I, Thomas? I, I think it's probably right there in the middle. Right there in the middle. Because usually after the first weekend, your, your bracket's busted. You, you got teams you don't necessarily care about where – Every team in the NHL playoffs, NFL playoffs, you know a ton about. So Yeah, very true. Very true. So with these questions, I have uh, three sport questions and three non-sports questions. I'm going to mix in the non-sports questions as, as we go along. So going to the first non-sport question we have, would you rather go to jail for a year or go in with a Rubik's Cube and you get to leave when it's solved? Rubik's Cube, no question asked. Yeah, I could probably figure it out before a year is over. You hope. I mean, no, I'm if, pretty sure I could. I have an idea on how to do it, but I never really like went through with it. So. What if it was wrong? What are you talking? What about? What if your idea of your thought of how to do it? You said you've never you've you thought about you think you know how to do it, but you haven't done it. What if that thought? I just was wrong? didn't practice enough. I'll, I'm smart. I'll figure it out. I'm not concerned about it. So I had a Rubik's Cube when I was probably 13, 
It took me about three months to figure out. So the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that one's a layup for you. Yeah, you, you in and out well, probably a day. I, I mean, I was probably smarter when I was thirteen, so it was probably definitely six. Yeah, it's like riding a bike. But I, I think I would, I would definitely figure that out first. I think I'm gonna put a year in because I have a uh, I have a weird suspicion that I probably won't be able to figure out the Rubik's cube. So <laughs> what's I, the suspicion? That I'm too stupid to figure out the whole thing. I mean, if you want me to get right to it, I'll get right Scratch to it. that itch. Um, all right, let's get to our next sports question. Would you rather hit a home run as a pitcher, score a, t- score a touchdown as a lineman, or score a goal as a goalie? Goalie goal. Goalie goal? Yeah, I think so. A, they're harder. To, they're more rare. Yeah. And it's just always cool when people do that. Like, I always loved people, watching the goalie right. do it. Lineman touchdowns are cool, but like they're happening all the time now. And pitchers have been hitting home runs for Bartolo Colon forever. So yeah, exactly. So the home like, run hit around the world. I mean, that's not that special. So like to get one of those goalie goals where there isn't a ton of them on the, especially on the if you can get it like in like a really good game. Like well, a really... that's gonna be damn near impossible. Like it wouldn't. You wouldn't be. Able to you don't do think you can get it like a goalie goal in like a playoff game? I guess you could, but it wouldn't yeah, matter because yeah. you're probably winning by enough. That I mean, right. it'd be cool, yeah, it'd be yeah. special, but I don't know. I think the real thing would be if you can get it and it bounces and goes past a real goalie instead of just an empty net. That would be awesome. That's what you need. Like, yeah, that, that would definitely be number one. But I think I didn't want to hit a home run as a pitcher. Uh, linemen usually, when they score touchdowns, it's gimmicky and it's just spike the ball and see you later. Yeah, you're just like, hey, I'm just gonna fall down and then I stand back up. Everyone forgets I'm here and you score a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, so I think hitting a home run would be number one. Goalie goals are, are cool, but usually you're already up and they pulled the goalie, so not necessarily as much importance. Mm-hmm. Like if you're a pitcher and you could hit a game winning home run somehow, yeah, it'd be incredible. Yeah, I think I think uh, scoring a touchdown as a lineman is less surprising out of the three, um, just because you're so big, you're like, yeah, duh, no one's going to be able to tackle you, so that's right. a pretty easy thing. Going on to our next non-sport question, I have. If you had to win a game show in order to stay alive, which game show are you going to win? Wheel of Fortune. Why? Because I'd be great at it. I'm already great at it. <clears throat> I could see that. 100%. I could totally see I've that. Been nailing words and guessing stuff at a time before people on the show. I love I was, this. I would I love kid, to see you on that. That would be great. That would be great. If I had to win it. You had to win it in order to stay alive. You can't get to, You can't get second. That'd be, yeah, that'd be the one. Though. Okay. Yeah, I think that was my first guess. I'm going to say press your luck just because I loved that game as a kid. Yeah. And I just want to sit there and say, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy, big bucks, big money. No whammy, no whammy, no whammy, dead. That's what you're basically doing. (laughs) I don't know. I wouldn't want to take that to chance. That's too chancy. I don't know. I'm I'm going with double dare. (laughs) Old school double dare with a physical challenge. I could do that. I mean, and there's got some questions that are like uh, more uh, about what was going on in the time, more pop culture. You could get the slime out of that nose every time. Every time. Patrick, what's the elemental symbol for carbon dioxide? You're not going to even CO2? Gossip, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do really good with a physical challenge, though. <laughs> All right. So for our next sports question, taking a free throw, you, get, you make it, you get a million bucks. You yeah. miss it, you can never text again. So is the million bucks worth it? You never get to text Everton for no specific reason, not even if not even if you need to send a nine one one text. Nothing. <laughs> text nine one one now? Yes, I do. My friends. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. I'm mean, like actually texting. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that has actually probably happened. To be honest with you, yeah. I'm not confident in my abilities to make that shot. So 
I probably need to talk to talk to people. Hey, hey, he's back. All right. <laughs> anyway, um, maybe we should ask this guy. Yeah, <laughs> do the lawnmower guy. Okay. So, no, no, you go. You, you. I will make the shot more than likely. My, my question is: Am I shooting it cold, or do I get to go there and take a couple of shots beforehand? Cold. That yeah. that makes it a little bit more difficult because I would say if I take a couple beforehand, I'm no, of course, yeah, that's easy. It's about, it's about 75 percent. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm still, I'm a risk taker. I'm, I'm going to take a chance at a million dollars. Yeah. Man. I mean, I, I, I did tell people I could score a goal in hockey, score a touchdown. Scoring the NBA, so why free throw be? You miss, the, you miss, and you got to tell people. He's like, "Hey, man, just shoot me a text." Like. Not nope, never, no never happening again. Speaking of missing free throws, thank you, Jimmy Butler, for missing oh, a free throw and making it. me get the under and miss my bet yesterday. That's terrible. We'll get into the Knicks in a little bit, folks. very <laughs> sad. We can't start off hot because that'll that'll fizzle out. Uh, <laughs> you mean you won't bring the heat? I'll try. I mean, I will try, <laughs> but so I have two more questions left. Um, first non-sport question. Last non-sport question, I should say. Would you rather spend the rest of your life blind or inside of an olive garden? <laughs> you, can, you can't leave. You can't leave. It's, it's either or. What the fuck is that? Yeah, you know, you know what it is, baby. So either you get to live in the, the world of being blind forever or you can live at the Walden Galleria <laughs> Olive Garden for the rest of your life. How the hell did you come up with this question? Yeah, don't worry about it. You're just snorting paint thinner in the back? <laughs> you, you guys ask me, come up with questions. I supply them. Don't hate. Go ahead, Tom. This is all you, bud. Would you rather be blind, Tom, or would you rather live in one single Olive Garden for the remaining years of your life? I mean, you just you're you're not answering fast enough, so I got this. You have to go blind then, and it sucks. But like, you have to experience life. You're not just sitting in an Olive Garden. How much time. of life are you experiencing if you can't see any of it? All of it, issue, but the scene, right? You're still experiencing <laughs> See, it. I feel like it's ninety percent of here the world, stuff. right? And then you can get like daredevil powers, so that's probably cool, right? I, I mean, I guess get better, and it's just. That's so dumb, you know, because you might as well just be dead sitting in Olive Garden. That's, you know? a, <laughs> so that's the whole thing. It, it's like, would you rather be Olive Garden your whole life or be in jail the rest of your life? And I might. Oh, I mean, that was essentially the question I did ask: <laughs> yeah. blind or Olive Garden? <laughs> that's so brutal. Go ahead, you can answer, Tom. But I'm going blind. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the only logical answer. I yeah, just, it is. I just, I don't know why you answered this question. I, mean, well, I think it's ridiculous. a funny question. It's, there are some people out there. There are some people. So I asked it to the crew before I asked you guys to kind of gauge the question. A lot of people out there. There's a couple people out there that said Olive can, Garden. Can I can I find the coolest Olive Garden in the world? Like, is there one like crazy? They're, they're all Olive the same. Somewhere? They're <laughs> all, all the, the same. same. They're all playing Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, and Sammy Davis, which you would probably thoroughly love. But after day seven thousand, you're gonna be like, "Get me the f out of this Olive Garden." I'd never want to smell, think, touch. You swallowed a bullet. I would, but I always said, I always said to myself, if I went blind, I would swallow a bullet. Without question, my life to me, the the life uh, is just not worth it. That might be the only time I actually go blind is if, if the other <laughs> option is going to live in an olive garden for the rest of my life. I think I would gladly take blind. Would you rather lose an arm or a leg? Or stay in an I mean, I'd rather lose no, the no, limb. No, 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 no. Lose an arm or lose yeah. a leg. I don't care about it. Oh, um, bringing a new question. To the gotcha. World. Would I rather lose an arm or a leg? Sheesh. I would probably say... Man, my leg. Yeah. I'd probably give it a leg. Why? Prosthetic legs are easier. Okay. Um, and I, I like I I do more with my hands. I feel like <laughs> than I do my legs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's just I just want to make sure everything's still there. I would probably go leg. 
Which leg I don't know. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I my my dominant leg is my right leg. So if I go go to kick something and I have to have my left leg, it's not going to go great. All right. What about you? <laughs> you get it too. Um, I'm gonna cut off my left arm. Okay. Oh, I can I can I can play so like bad. I can still play like some really low level football as a quarterback with just my right arm. Sure. Really, really low level. Like you're almost like Special Olympics level. I feel like with missing an arm. Yeah, but if you're like if you're playing like a flag football league, whatever, and you're just playing quarterback, you just have to. I guess so. Throw the ball. I guess so. Yeah, you can still like, do I, stuff then. Like, yeah, I would do like. What about driving? You gotta can't switch hands. Oh, I drive with one hand as it is. I mean, but what if that hand gets an itch? Yeah. Is your teeth? Yeah. <laughs> so what are you driving with? Is well, my here's my, the thing. my point. Here's, here's the thing. <laughs> you go like this. I you slap on that prosthetic arm. I have two arms now, and there's times I hold the wheel. <laughs> you ever drive a lady McNuggets? One hand has to hold the sauce, so it's got to be a dip thing. I, I guess. guess. I, I guess so. I was going to say, I've already lost the ability to text because I've missed my foul shot. Yeah. So my <laughs> yeah. hand would I would be texting. Maybe you should keep your, maybe you should cut your leg off. off. <laughs> you should cut your leg off. All, All right. right. Last last sport question. Oh, last question. I, get one. I okay, do. Let's go. Uh, this is a question. Uh, who is the villain in each major sport? Right now. Right now. Overall. I don't know right now. Right now. Hmm. Say right now. Hmm. Dylan Brooks. This is basketball for sure. Yeah, that's fair. Who's the baseball bad boy? Man, there really is there one right now? I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll let you guys think on this when you guys come back with the uh, the next uh, next podcast. I, with I would your say answers. I would say Barry Bonds is still the bad guy in baseball. They won't oh, ever let Don't get me down. started. About Why are you that? just trying to fire him up? <laughs> <laughs> He's, He's trying to run the bad guy. guy. That's what <laughs> that is. That is ridiculous. First off, the only bad guy ever in sports is Razor Ramon. So don't forget yeah. that. So, <laughs> so jot that down. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> shout out to our sunny listeners. Isn't it weird? Like, I'm trying to think. Like in baseball, is anybody like kind of a jerk? Is it Tatis because he was like cheating? Is that like where we go with baseball right now? Is anybody like kind of a jerk right now? Not really. I mean, yeah, Tatis has got to be the bad boy. I would. It's maybe not like a uh, like a uh, I don't know Dylan Brooks bad boy, but it's a bad boy. <laughs> Can Dylan Brooks be the bad boy of the NBA if he's not going to have a team? <laughs> Negative. No, <laughs> you cannot be. So there you go. Um, NFL. There's a couple people who are just dummies. So like, but all right. So who's like who's we've had some recently. You'd have guys like Antonio Brown was a crazy person, or you had like Vontez Perfect who was just out to kill people. He was. So he was yeah. that dude. He for was a while. that guy. Who's that dude now? Who's like hitting people cheaply? Like it was Ndamukong Su for a minute there, yeah. chopping up people's heads. Is it still him? I don't know about that. Mm, I think he's probably left those days behind him. I think there's some people out there. Maybe Christian Wilkins maybe, grabbing uh, junk. Yeah, he's yeah, but people do that. Maybe Tyree Kill because he threw up the deuces to a lot of people. I mean, a lot that rubbed a lot of people the best. Yeah, way. and I mean, considering even Antoine Walker Jr. gave him the peace sign after. Yeah, that's true. He does do that. Plus, I mean, he's I mean he's so stellar off the field, so. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe that. Um, maybe, maybe the bad boys the NFL is just the Miami Dolphins front office because they're tampering. They signed those guys. They're Absolutely, just, it's a great they answer. Keep, they keep tossing Tua out there to just die. Like that's really cool. So there's, there's how long it takes for someone to lose their brain from CTE. Right. NHL right now is probably Evander Kane comes to mind because he's been kind of a jerk. I know he's playing tough in the playoffs, but he was like. Messing with fans. Fans are flipping him off. Yesterday, he took a real cheap shot to, um, what's his face, Trangelo's neck. I didn't like that at all. That was such a scumbag move. So yeah. we'll get into that in a minute more when we talk about hockey. But I think he's kind of like the 
clubhouse leader for that at this current moment, unless you have somebody else in mind. I mean, I still think people hate Brad Marchand. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Even though I said people hate him. Oh, he got his comeuppance by like getting getting beat already. So it's like whatever. Yeah. yeah people but, people yeah. are happy about that. And he, he also plays for Boston, which also gives him the extra edge. Like not enough people, I think, care about Edmonton mm-hmm. to hate Evander Kate on Edmonton. Like, I agree with that. Like I think baseball. I think Garrett Cole comes to mind. Because he's just very smug to and everybody, he's a Yankee. and he's a Yankee. So I think that's like the <laughs> second reason for people to dislike him. He yeah. was an Astro. He cheated. Now he's a Yankee. This guy's, you know, the only thing that's good on their team right now. Yes, <laughs> it's, right. It's it's bad watching them play baseball. Glad I'm not a Yankee fan. Yeah, well, yeah. it's fine. I have a good time with it. Um, yeah, so playoffs are going like we kind of touched on. Uh, the NBA are here. Uh, Patrick, last week on this podcast, you got into a verbal altercation, yeah. if we can put it mildly, yeah. with a noted Heat fan, Logan. Yeah. Um, you're down three to one, although yeah. you did predict it. I did. The only thing. But you're o- not even fired up like they're going to be Knicks and Seven guy. You are <laughs> nah. just like, all right, man, who can we sign as a free agent because the, the world is falling. No, Julius is Randall is ass. The way, the, way, the way that they're playing right now, there's there's no way that they're going to be able to get out of this series. And uh, So you've lost belief in your team? Yeah, I did. I truly have. I feel like between uh, not being able to rebound, between not playing, being able to play solid, sound defense, I mean, Julius Randall is not – a great defender. I mean, he wasn't brought on the team. He should have been brought on the team to defend because we have Tom Thibodeau, who's a defensive coach. But also, in the same time when you have a defensive coach, there's one thing that will lack, and that will be your offense. And offense wins you championships in today's day and age of the NBA. Um, it's just it's tough to watch. It's frustrating to watch. I want to put so many things and people through my TV. It's just not healthy for me anymore. <laughs> we'll it's really bad, and my like just just watching it is just terrible. And <laughs> I'm so passionate about it, I can't turn away, and it just fires me up even more. I was just thinking while you were talking. I'm like, I think we've had four shows now since like the playoffs were just getting started, and we had. Happy Pump Patrick, yep. Sad Depressed Patrick, Happy Punch, Happy yeah. Happy Patrick, yep. and now we're back to Sad Depressed Patrick. It's and that, a, my friends, is being a Knicks fan. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's, it's, it's because, like, throughout, the, throughout this year, I thought that we had finally turned a corner, making some good progress. We did get Jalen Brunson a solid addition. I didn't think it was at the time. It is. I was wrong. But after watching last night's game, I firmly believe we are the same old Knicks. <laughs> and we are in trouble, uh, not the MSG game, but following that game because we don't shoot well on the road. We haven't shot well in the last three games. It's just, it is what it is, and I'm I'm just accepting fate at this point. So I'm going to talk you up a little bit. Please do, because I'm having one so, hell of a time. <laughs> no, I'm, straight I'm not, bourbon in that cup. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that they're going to beat the Heat. Yeah, you but, shouldn't. There are some good things. Jalen Brunson has proven to be a very good player. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, I didn't know when he went there if he was going to be the guy for them, and he has been. Yeah. Um, R.J. Barrett has seemingly taken a big step. He's been very good in the playoffs for them for the most part. I have a hot take about that. Okay. So, so I think he's shown to be maybe that second piece. Uh, I think the issue is is the boy Julius Randle. I think you need another legitimate guy. And uh, – Robinson is a big man. I don't think is a guy you can build around. He's not a scoring big man. But he's he's not even that good defensively. I don't think he's a role playing good man. He's all right, but he's not good. He's not like he's not like top tier. What you need? He's just good. They need they need another big man who can score down low. Yeah, and Hartenstein is not it either. (laughs) 
because uh, even Randall, he's he's more of a, a mid range guy. He doesn't really go to the hole a lot. I think you need, you need a guy who can score in the paint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, hot take. I don't think R.J. Barrett is the right answer for the Knicks. I think they should move from him and use him to acquire other players. Why? I just in I'm looking in the long run. I just don't see him being that guy for us down the stretch. I can see Jalen Brunson being that guy down the stretch as he's shown it. I just don't see R.J. Barrett becoming that superior baller that the Knicks need to get out of the East. Why do you hate lefties? I am a lefty. I'm just a realist. And you hate yourself. I'm a realist. And yeah, that's true. I really hate myself. <laughs> but it's, I, I, as, a, as a fan, you have to be real with yourself. And it's just it's him and Julius need to go. I would, I'll, give, I'll give Milwaukee Julius, RJ, and a first-round pick for Giannis. Well, and they'll say everybody no. will. Well, yeah. I'll give you two bums and a first-round <laughs> pick for an MVP. I'll game. give you my entire team except for Jalen Brunson. And they'll still say no. I'll give you Mitchell Robinson and Hartstein. Still say no. Oh, I would 100% say no, too. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's just really tough watching the Knicks play right now. So, you know, see me in the comment section. Be nice. Well, I can't, right? <laughs> I will say that the, all this means is that in a week when we do this show, yeah. we'll get happy Patrick back. Yeah, because I won't be stressing about it. No, there'll be a tremendous comeback. Oh, my gosh. I would be insufferable to deal with if that was the case. <laughs> this, this thing would be... My own podcast at that point. But uh, did you start? Did you start uh, looking for an Alonzo Morning jersey to start wearing? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, you might want to get on that. Yeah, well, I'm just gonna give my money to uh, Logan. Well, I mean, I'm gonna give my money to Logan, but I'm also gonna support local businesses, and that's how I'm gonna get my jersey. Fair enough. It doesn't oh. really matter who wins the series. Is any of those teams beating no. the 76 year ball? There's no one getting. There's no one beating the West, in my opinion. The the West really? the West scores so much and so well that Steph Curry knows how many times each player on. on the court. Is, I'm I'm just I'm just using his him as as an example. Steph Curry knows how many shots they average each game. So when you bring someone in, he knows that that's going to hinder his average shooting attempts. And the fact that you know how many shots you average in a game or how many you're going to just knows, just goes to show how well sound you are offensively. And that's how, in my opinion, you win games in the NBA is just nonstop pouring it in the basket. I don't care what you do on my end. I'm going to score twice as much on your end. So I will tell you, I think the winner of Boston and 76ers are probably going to win the NBA Finals. I'll put a lunch bag Aren't on you the it. guy who backed the Heat three weeks ago? I said I thought they'd make a run. Okay. Making a run is from playing I mean, I the guess, Eastern Conference I guess Finals. this counts as a run. Eh? Yeah, um, it does. I, I thought Boston and, and 76ers were the two best team in the East the whole time. Um, nothing has made I still change think they that. are. I still think I, they're, they're definitely still the best team in the East, but I'm just saying I just – between the, I mean, uh, the Lakers are almost an anomaly at this point. Like, how are they getting through? But because they just the Anthony they blow, Davis, they and, blow the whistle when LeBron gets close to somebody. But I mean, Anthony foul. Davis has been putting up crazy numbers every other game. Great, every other game. Davis, uh, game one, thirty points, and then Davis game. You're right, game three, twenty five and thirteen. Yep. Game four. Davis twenty three. Yeah, he actually had a good game. Yeah, so I mean, last night he's been playing really well, and I mean, so is Curry and all them. But but last night he had, <clears throat> I think he had nineteen points in the first half, and he only scored four in the second half. Yeah, I, mean, um, I wish he kind of disappears. 
Um, you know, I I don't trust the Lakers still long haul. Once again, I think winner of the other great series, the two two Suns and uh, Denver series, the winner of that. Jokic is just destroying everybody, especially the Suns owner. Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about this. This is great. You really piqued my interest with that one. Um, Joe, please tell me what you think about that. So I I, I watched the video only like once or twice, and he just was in there. It didn't even seem that bad to me. Like he just kind of like shrugged him off. I don't even think he knew who he was because the dude's a new owner. I don't think he had any clue. Oh, he knew. I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I think he was just like, there's a fan near me. Blake yep. doing playoff stuff. I don't think he should be suspended. I don't think it should be anything. But if everybody's was, soft nowadays, so that's what we got to do. If there was any other fan, he's not getting suspended. No. Listen, Tom Izzo taught that guy to flop well when he played at Michigan State. <laughs> His Both hands went up. He did. He fell back in the seat like he got slammed down. My thing is, as an owner, sit in the box. Let people have the ability to purchase those tickets. Don't sit front row. It look to me, it looks like a fanboy. Yeah, you own the team. We get it. It's cool. Go sit in the box. He is a fanboy. I know he's a fanboy, but go sit in the box. To me, to me, you should give other fans opportunities for that. Here's, and then I, I understand what you're Jokic would punch him instead of the owner. <laughs> so <laughs> you're going to put yourself in harm's way. You're going to go down on Main Street, expect the cars to come through. That's funny. Um, <laughs> but it's the same thing, though. Like, he just bought the team, right? It's his shiny new toy. It's like, you know, one of his first playoff games. It's super exciting. I'd want to be right down there, too. Mm-hmm. You know, but like, then you got to expect that. I don't think. I wouldn't have cared. I, 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 you know, yeah, I me like, neither. Have gotten involved. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Don't, don't grab the ball. Yeah, what is he doing? Like, he kind of... Kind of had it coming. I agree. And it wasn't fan. anything that was that serious. I don't even care. It wasn't even that Gave bad. him the, the older brother, get off me, move. Yeah, exactly. Go yeah. away. Yeah. Please leave me alone. And he, what he, I don't even think he looked at him when he did it. He no. just kind of like shrugged him off. Like he, he gave him the old, give me the ball. Yeah. As he reached for the ball, gave him the, give me the ball. Maybe that's just the way his arm goes. Yeah, man. I need surgery. He got suspended for that, right? No, he did not. Oh, no. okay. Thank God. I think I they'd probably give him a suspension after playoffs. No, I don't think so. If, if it was a regular fan, even if the regular fan held it, I think that he would have got suspended. Since he was the owner, they're probably like, well, we can either suspend both these guys and, and make the owner not sit there. Mm. Or we can just say, guys, don't be idiots going forward. Yeah, you, you get out of here, new guy. You want to, yeah, you, you get you're excited. That's cool, but get out of the way. If I'm the son's owner and, and that's the case and that's the way it plays out, I, I'm trying to get in front of it and be like, yeah, you shouldn't. You shouldn't uh, uh, suspend him. I shouldn't have grabbed the ball. It's my fault because then people. It's a good look. For yeah, exactly. Yeah. People be like, oh, I like the Suns. That's Did he cool. do that though? No, but he should have. So, so that means if I'm the Denver owner. Yeah. When we go yep. when we're back in Denver, I'm just drop kicking Devin Booker. <laughs> <laughs> and we're even. You're, you're, you're Devin Booker. You're the Spartan <laughs> kicking the chest. <laughs> we are Denver. <laughs> Boom. So you, you talked about Jokic probably being the best player in the playoffs right now. Without a doubt. Devin Booker is not far behind. I he, agree. He has been the best good. player on that team. Uh, has been shooting great, um, yeah. and and might be the guy that leads that team. Everyone thought when they got Durant, he'd be the guy. Um, Scored thirty six points last game, forty seven the game before, thirty five the game before. But then Jokic is just putting up video game numbers: fifty three and eleven, <laughs> thirty seventeen and seventeen, thirty nine and sixteen. It's just the guy is a. So somebody else needs to step up. Uh, Jamal, Jamal Murray's kind of been inconsistent this series. Uh, he's really good. He just he needs to play really that well. Um, they need another guy, whether it be Michael Porter Jr., 
or Aaron Gordon, mm-hmm. uh, any one of those guys kind of step up and be that third scorer for them. Didn't Michael Porter Jr. break his back or something? Again? I don't know. Didn't he before? <laughs> didn't he break his back before? Like, breaking your back is a pretty big yeah, thing. It's, it's, like, it's frowned upon. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, you're not really conducive for being a good NBA player. <laughs> or so you're just really just walking back. around. Yeah, regular either life. way. But, yeah, that team, I, I feel like that Nuggets team is really good. I just, I don't know. I have a feeling about the Lakers and the Warriors. Uh, another guy having a great playoffs here and there is James Harden doing the every other I look like James Harden game. Yeah. Um, two 40-point games. Yeah. Uh, obviously the big shot in game four to, to lead them to victory. Huge. Um, that team's going to go as far as Harden goes. Agreed. You're going to get what you get with Embiid. Tobias Harris is a good role player. Max is a, a good player. But he is the difference maker for them. He's the one that takes that team from being very good to being extremely dangerous. Which is interesting because Embiid just got the MVP. So that would, I mean, typically yeah. you put that on Embiid's shoulders, but Harden is just. But you're, you're getting you're getting really good games from Embiid every game. Mm-hmm. It's it's Harden you don't know what to get. You know, game three, I'm pretty sure it was game three, there was times where he's driving to the bucket. He looked like Draymond Green where he was looking to pass the ball to someone because he didn't want to take a six-foot shot because he was missing them. Yeah, I watched last night. Draymond Green cut down the lane, had a layup, and then fired a pass like Nolan Ryan to somebody <laughs> that went through his hands and got a fast break and scored the other way because he didn't want to take a, a five-foot little Big shot, yeah. yeah. You, you got to be aggressive in these games. You got to go and be the guy. Um, so, I don't know. You... Uh, establishments of the adult kind in the areas where James Harden's playing. Um, <laughs> the might, ballet? You might might expect some uh, some, some money visits. being thrown around. Absolutely. Especially if they win. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the Philly ballet would be incredible. So then, Tom, give me two guys from the NBA playoffs so far based on their play that have pretty much like helped out their case for their card values to be going up. Um, Devin Booker is one, yeah, definitely. Sure. Uh, yeah. He's was hurt most of the year. He obviously always had some good value, but since he didn't play much this year, he's kind of dropped. Um, so he's really one that's kind of bounced back up and kind of a speculative buy right now as someone if if the Suns win could be the MVP. Um, I got one. I got a name maybe. Okay. Anthony Davis. Yeah, I feel like he's kind of under the radar right now. I know he probably has some good value, but if the Lakers do make one heck of a run and they go to the NBA Finals, I feel like it's going to be majority because of Anthony Davis and something might value might go up. I could be wrong. I no, I, yeah, absolutely. He's another guy that kind of values kind of teeter totters because he's in and out of the lineup. He'll look like the best player on the planet for a week. And then he looks like, you know, an average guy oh, in the so, NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, an easy one's Tatum just because the Boston market's so crazy for basketball. He's wearing a Celtics uniform, which is good for the hobby, uh, but his value is already really high. Um, I'm going to say Joel Embiid still has – he just won the MVP. That'll if he help. wins the finals and a finals MVP, he might get kind of the the Giannis treatment and really get a jump in his value because uh, I don't think he really is is there. You could say the same about Jokic as well. Just mm-hmm. They don't have the value as high as some of the, the top players who are probably the, their peers at, at the top five, ten players in the whole league. Yeah. What did you think um, you'll see a rise in Jimmy Butler's value? just because of how well the Heat have been playing, even as a lower seed? Absolutely. Jimmy, well, it's you get playoff Jimmy and regular season Jimmy. This is where Jimmy gets hot every year. Mm-hmm. Um, Starts getting into the wine, the vino. 
except when he needs to make a foul <laughs> shot to win my bet. Yeah. Tom's, Tom's still tight about that. Yeah. I, wa- just, I was watching, and he, he got fouled, and I'm like, oh, if he makes two, there was like 34 seconds left. Did he make the first it. one and then miss the second one? No, he missed the first one, Damn. then made the second. I wish he disappointed. I've had really. that happen to me before in college basketball, and the person going to the line was the person who made the most free throws and have taken the most free throws in the NCAA, and I'm like, I got this. Thanks, both of them. Maybe yeah. I should give up gambling. Never happened. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't, it, don't you put that on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> no, but I did win a good bet. I bet um, yesterday that Butler would have 25, that LeBron would have 25, that Curry would have 25, mm-hmm. and who's the last one? Oh, and Brunson would have 25, and they all had 25, so nope. it was hey. a good hit for me. Hold on. All right. It's so moving on to uh, to the NHL. Oh, my favorite. The, the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> the NHL had its draft lottery last night to us, but by the time you guys listen to it, it'll be a couple of days ago. Uh, it's a big deal because there is a hot prospect named Connor Bedard that people have been talking about since he's like, what, 14 years old or whatever. Um, he's going to be a great player for any franchise that could get him. People kind of kind of tanked this year just to like have a shot at him. Um, 12 straight games by Anaheim. 13, 13. 13. They lost 13 in a row to have the, the best odds to go get him. <sighs> and, but the best odds to get somebody is still only 18 and a half percent. Yeah. It's not like, like you have a much better chance of not getting them than you do getting them, but <laughs> somebody has to win. Uh, it could only be somebody from the first 11 picks, right? Cause 11 could jump to one. Correct. Cause you can only go up 10 spots total. Uh, and when it all, when the smoke all cleared, it went, interesting. yeah. So they basically, they're basically preventing like the team that just missed out on the playoffs, right. getting a, you know, getting the right, rich, right, getting right. richer, that type of stuff. So, at the end of the day, when the smoke cleared, everything went kind of chalk, except at the top, where the Chicago Blackhawks, who had the third best chance of getting him, ended up getting the first overall pick. So a lot of people, not too happy with it. People start saying that the NHL is rigging it, blah, 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 because that's what people like to do. Um, the Hawks being an original six franchise, it's cool. Um, they just lose Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane. They're going to go their separate ways. That's cool. The Hawks are starting young. They've been retooling. This obviously helps you know, the rebuild when you get now, just for the record, Bedard is a player who will be not as good as Connor McDavid. Like everybody starts talking him that way. Mm-hmm. He's he's pretty he's good, but he's not McDavid good because so say. many people aren't McDavid good. Right. Uh, but he's better than most people. I forget who do, I forget who he. Oh, he's bet he's better than Jack Hughes on the Devils, but he's going to be a little bit less good than Connor McDavid. Either way, still That's an unbelievable. awesome player. That's unbelievable. So he goes to Chicago, who. They've been kind of ugly lately with, you know, organizational things that we don't need to get into. Uh, they get there. A lot of people think it's rigged because, again, let's put it on one of their big franchises instead of an Anaheim or a San Jose who play on the West Coast. Because the biggest problem with McDavid is that people on the East Coast don't see him play. When his mm-hmm. game starts at 10 o'clock, just about every time, a lot of people go to bed by then, you know. Absolutely. So, exactly. So, it's good for the NHL in the sense that it goes to a franchise, like you know, a franchise in the East, mm-hmm. middle of, like, Eight o'clock games are usually his home games. I think eight eight thirty, right? And uh, that helps them. But it's one of those things where, like, when it, when the Colts were good for so long because they had Peyton Manning, and then Manning goes away, and they immediately get Andrew Luck. It's like, oh, everything's gonna be fine, right? Like, it's like Chicago didn't like have to suffer too much, right? Which is good and bad. So like, you just feel bad for the teams who have constantly been like, especially like the Anaheim, who like specifically went out mm-hmm. and. Bombed their entire Columbus season. has been looking for somebody like this for their entire existence. It feels like so. So from like a, a NHL standpoint, if you guys were executives in the NHL, how do you how do you like him going to Chicago versus like an Anaheim? Or I know you touched on like being in the West Coast. Do you think him? 
going to Chicago is a good thing for the NHL, or do you think he probably should have went to a team like Columbus so they can build around that and have something of their own? It's one of two ways for me. First off, it's great. You get a franchise that people watch. There's fans all over the country. Yep. They've been around for forever. It's awesome that he's on one of those teams. It's the same. Like the NHL wanted him to go to Chicago, to Montreal. Maybe even if like Detroit won, because Detroit's been around forever and they haven't been good and they could use somebody. Somebody who has a team with a lot of fans around the country that everybody can come in and watch him. Right. So like that is kind of the idea. But they already have that fan base on the other hand. Of course. If he goes to a like you said, in Anaheim or um, Columbus, Columbus, or even, or even if like, and we were one number off from him going to Vancouver, who would have jumped 10 spots to get him, Like, cause they had 12 and the 13 lottery ball came up. That's where he was from. He already joined a core. That's already pretty good to begin with. Like yeah. that would have made them like instant contenders. It would have been, it would have been really interesting. But I think for the NHL as a whole, you could have helped develop another fan base that maybe needed a little pick me up, you know, like a little help. Right. But for the most part, overall, I think, like this is one of the better landing spots for the NHL in terms of marketing. And yeah, it's when it's Chicago and it's the Blackhawks, it's easy, you know? Do you, yeah. Do you and, feel like a Bedard would kind of, if he goes to Columbus would kind of fall in deaf ears? No, I don't think so. But um, especially not, I think if anything, if he goes to something like Columbus, it rejuvenates the franchise. Maybe even they get new jerseys and like re rebrand a little bit, refresh a little bit. And just like people still want to go there to play with them. They already have good players. They just did not figure it out whatsoever this yeah. year. So like you have them playing skating next to like Johnny Goudreau or something. That'd be really good to start with, you know, but mm -hmm. again, he'd be in Columbus. Would people care? Probably because if he's that dude, people are going to care. Okay. That's the way it looks. Yeah. Go it ahead. is great for the hobby. Yeah. Well, that was my oh, question. For you. It my is gosh. great because Chicago is a huge market, mm -hmm. huge card market. Um, so they're going to get a shout out to David Kennedy. Yeah, a huge superstar. Um, I already saw our dealers like Anthony and Terrence mm -hmm. posting about we got Bedard in Chicago, mm -hmm. and they are ecstatic about it. I think it's oh, really yeah. good. Terrence is from Chicago yeah, too. It's shout really out to Terrence. So many people. In we Chicago. do. We do. It's, uh, it's really good for for the hobby to for him to go to such a big market. Um, once again, if he would have went to Columbus or Anaheim, not that people wouldn't collect him, but his value would probably be a little bit, little bit less. Yeah. Um, I, I think for the NHL, uh, Chicago is a good place. I don't think it was the best place for them. Where was the best place for them? Personally, I think it was Arizona because they got to do something with that franchise. And if you want to move that franchise or sell that franchise, it's much easier to do when you have that number one guy that you can build your guys around and can and market a, a new franchise with. Um, but Chicago, you know, they're just a couple of years away from having the big controversy. Obviously they had sexual assault um, issues and a bunch of the coaches were suspended indefinitely. Like they have to reinstate um, GM was gone. So if you looked at Twitter, you had a ton of that coming up last night and, to me, that's the last thing the NHL wanted mm -hmm. uh, was to kind of rehash that. I saw a post that they've already made more money in ticket sales today than they were fined for the uh, incident a couple yeah. years ago. So right away, the <laughs> NHL is is having to relive this incident they'd much rather kind of sweep under the rug. I agree with that. That is kind of the worst part. That was the stuff I was saying that we probably weren't going to touch on that you immediately touched on. So that's cool. Um, <laughs> it is what it is. You wanted to touch it. It's Never a big, mind. it's a boom. Never mind. <laughs> Patrick. <laughs> you guys are welcome. Anyway. Um, but one thing they can focus on that is pretty awesome is that the playoff series have been pretty fun. 
lots, lots of fun matchups. Um, what has been your favorite second round matchup so far to watch? Don't uh, you say it. Well, Florida beating Toronto personally is the, the best, the, the world, the best for me personally, because I don't like Toronto. Uh, but I enjoy watching Jack Eichel go against oh, God damn it. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I mean, it, it's just a ton of skill, ton of. Yeah. The only thing about that series that is frustrating is I feel like the refs have complete control over who almost wins every game. If they want to call a tight game and want to give power plays, Edmonton's going to score on 79% of their power plays. It's only 56. And they're going to win the game. <laughs> if the NHL want to say, hey, we're going to let the guys play and they don't get power plays, then Vegas is probably going to win. Um, but it's, it's, it's great seeing two guys that were connected to each other is going one and two in the draft, uh, go up against each other in the playoffs. And, you know, it's Jack Eichel's first time out there. And sorry, Buffalo fans, he's playing pretty good. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. I mean, this series has been nutty in a way. Like their first game, they scored 10 goals between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the Oilers just stomped on Vegas by winning 5-1. to one. Vegas' oh. response, stomping on the Oilers mm-hmm. and winning 5-1. to one. Mm-hmm. A lot of back and forth, a lot of craziness. But you get that in just about every series. With, again, like you kind of already mentioned, the Leafs-Panthers series, where the Panthers have just been dominating the Leafs. Mm-hmm. It's been fantastic to watch. <laughs> it's what everybody but Toronto wants. So... Yeah. If you're listening to this on Thursday, hopefully the Panthers completed the sweep last night on Wednesday. If not, I, I still can't imagine the Leafs coming back from a 3-0 deficit. It's so rare. Very um, rare. So shout out to the Panthers again, who dispatching Boston and so far so good against Toronto, two mm-hmm. just powerhouses. The Panthers are easily the hottest team in the league that way. So it's been really cool there. Patrick, do you have any notes on Kane's Devils or Stars Kraken? Um, I do, actually. So I there. actually I stayed away from Kane's Devils because I thought that's where you were going to go. No, I, think, I mean, we, wa- uh, we watched some of it uh, in uh, Dallas this past weekend for the Vegas uh, Oilers game. I was just – I was just uh, – so I don't watch hockey for all those listeners out there, obviously. I'm starting to. I'm starting to, but I was just enthralled by watching Dreisaitl and McDavid just mm-hmm. kind of – run up and down the ice as if it was there was no one else on there and then just scoring at will. It's incredible. Uh, the Stars and Kraken. Uh, I am a full-blown crackhead at this moment. I want them <laughs> to get into the cup just so I can start screaming I'm a crackhead and have, <laughs> and have it be okay. Honestly, you can just scream that now. Uh, I feel like, like I feel like people don't know that I'm spelling it with a K instead of a C. Not, not <laughs> but, however, um, yeah, I, I think uh, – that I don't know much about hockey. <laughs> so I'm not even going to try. I'll, I'll, continue, I'll continue, dude. So shout out to the Kraken because yeah. I think I said on this podcast before, I'm like, well, the Kraken aren't going to beat Colorado, blah, blah, blah. And then I was obviously wrong. I mean, they, they did get 100 points in their regular season. They've had a great year. They've, they've just been playing the way you're supposed to play in the playoffs. Play hard, go hard. They've been scoring goals. They've been getting um, scoring from up and down the lineup. It's been great. Now, the Stars are no slouches either, but I, I – I mean, the Kraken just been out playing them. That's pretty much it. What, yeah. you, what were you going to say? So I'd say going that Canes and Devils series, oh. it's, it's crazy because the first two games, uh, the Devils didn't look like they could do much offensively, and then they go and drop an eight spot in game well, that's three. That's what they did last series. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, v- very similar to last series. You wonder, you know, Lindy Ruff is a very veteran coach. Uh, if he kind of took the first two games, figured some things out, and, and made the adjustments they needed to to, to kind of change their attack. To, is, he the, is he the coach for the Canes? 
No, it's called the Devils. Devils. Oh, the Devils. Oh, yeah. The Devils. The Devils. So, I mean, you're right, though. And one of those changes he just recently made was adding Luke Hughes to the to the team. Uh, he played his first game. They won by eight, or they won with eight goals scored. So, still add people to the roster at this so point? So, he was a healthy scratch. Luke Hughes played for, what college was he playing for? Crap, I forgot. It doesn't matter. The point is, he was in college, so he wasn't on the team all year. Yeah. And then college ends, and as soon as college ends, kind of like, if you remember here in Buffalo, like the Sabres got to sign Devin Levi for yeah. the last couple games. They had Luke Hughes. He played a couple games, so he's on the roster. They just weren't using him in the playoffs because they're like, hey, you're like 19 years old or whatever it is. Why would we play you in the playoffs? And it's like, at this point, they're like, well, we got to switch something, so let's just put him out there. And he went out, and he was definitely making a difference. And uh, you could for him. He's not the eight-goal difference. Uh, honestly, the Devils just remembered who they were, and the Devils could score. They mm-hmm. just weren't doing it. And eventually, they just went hard, and they were, they were, they were at home, so that always helps. They just went hard. I think they're going to tie the series, honestly. They've been playing really well. Carolina, no slouch either, but uh, they really picked a good night uh, for cut, take two, action. They picked a good night to really score because Frederick Anderson was awesome in the game before that mm-hmm. and out for the Canes goalie because I know you don't know that. And well, he just was off. He was off. They put, I think they pulled him after four goals, and they're like they're doing the old goalie switch to inspire the team. Uh, Did not matter. He also say. gave up four goals. It was a wrap. So... Tonight's going to be really telling. I think the Devils are going to come out flying again. Um, hopefully, when people are listening to this, they did. And the series is tied 2-2 going into whatever, going into game five, which would be tonight when you're listening to it. Trying to do a lot of day match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. doing a good job at it, though. Thank you. So, I mean, all the series are good. Everybody's beating the crap out of each other. I know that the Toronto-Florida series isn't technically a good series if one team keeps winning, but that makes it good because the Leafs are the one losing. So right. can't they can only score two two goals each game. They can't, they can't get other. It's can't amazing. get more than that. Anything else you want to say about the NHL or you want to get out of here? I, I think we can move Not on. get out of here, but move out of the topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Patrick, you bring up Major League Baseball. I do. Um, why don't you talk about it? <laughs> I do, huh? <laughs> yeah, <I did. laughs> yeah. That was pretty nice. You that, was good, that was a good segment. Were those your ty- was that your type in or did Tom do that? Uh, that was me. That was oh. Tom, yeah. So, so Tom, did you pick up anything baseball? <laughs> yeah. Point the finger, Joe. My bad. I thought you were the one that did all the work. I didn't know Tom did anything with this show. But My no, bad. You're all good. right, Tom, talk about baseball. Um, so I, I thought, you know, we're about a month and a half in. Mm-hmm. Teams are starting to show who they are. Um, a couple surprises right now. Orioles being uh, the second in the AL East and I think the fourth best team in baseball. The Pirates are winning their division. Uh, the Diamondbacks, I think, are a game out of first behind mm-hmm. the Dodgers. And the Angels are right there behind Texas in the West. Just terrible. Um, none of those things were things that people really expected going into it. Yeah. And kind of want to know if one of those teams stand out as a team that you think can actually – continue the, the hot start and make a playoff push. A team that should is the Angels. Yeah, they should. <laughs> they should be up there. They should be in the conversation every single year if they have Otani and Shroud. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. So to me, I don't think that just based off their history, I don't think they're going to be the one making it. They, they should. I will say that I think the cool thing about Major League Baseball right now is that it seems pretty even across the board. You have your – you know, uh, Tampa Rays, who have just been who start off really hot. I think they've only lost like seven or eight games still. Uh, and then on the other side of the spectrum, we have the Oakland Athletics, who are just awful right now. <laughs> they've only they won they eight only, people to go. I think they've only won eight games, and they have what is it, a 129 run run differential oh negative in the minus. That's terrible, but it is what it is. Um, every other division has teams within two, three games of each other, mm-hmm. and I know that it's early, but nobody's really like pulling away and dominating and like. 
we'll kind of get into there's teams that you expected that would be good that just aren't right now. Mm-hmm. You know, teams like, well, well us, listen, the Yankees haven't been on, on, you know, a tear at all. Oh. Uh, the Cardinals are, this is their first bad season in and I'm 47 so years. So happy about I could, it. Yeah, I'm, I, I couldn't be more delighted. Like um, the Mets were supposed to do better. They're kind of like, man, the Padres, they mm-hmm. spent a lot of money to do very good mm-hmm. in baseball. And they're not doing it right no. now. So another, another angel situation. almost. There's a lot of things there, but like you said, you know, the O's are playing well. The Pirates are playing well. It's always fun when, the, when like, the Pirates are playing well. I don't know yeah. what it is. I hope they're still playing well by the time I get to my bachelor party. <laughs> oh, I would love a good, meaningful game. You're going to Pitts. Oh, you're going. Yeah, in yeah. August. Yeah, yeah so hopefully that the... Cool invite, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, obviously, the, the Pirates, to me, is the, the most surprising. I don't think Absolutely. Really anyone's going to come in. I'm an Orioles fan, so I'm going to play the homer card on this one. Yeah. Uh, you were so. By the way, you were so happy to put the Orioles doing That's better, and, doing. and the Yankees on the bottom. Oh. You were so happy. <laughs> it definitely made me happy inside. Uh, but they have a lot of young talent. Uh, a lot of young guys kind of stepping up for them. Last year, they kind of were a surprise team, and and were in the wild card race until really the last week of the season. Uh, I think they learned a lot of uh, a lot of their young guys that that run. Um, so I think there's a chance that they can really kind of keep this going all year and, and sneak into a wild card, which would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not expecting them to make a run, but would just be happy watching them see postseason baseball. Um, when, was the last, thing, when was the last time the O's have seen postseason baseball? Um, Manny Machado, 2017. Yeah, it wasn't too long ago. Okay. It just feels longer. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, you know, I love seeing the Yankees not play well. Oh, um, get out of here. But, but like you said, you know, the Mets and Padres were two Super or Super Bowl, two World Series favorites. They're at 500. The Astros, mm-hmm. the Fighting Champs, they're 500. Um, the, the Guardians lost a lot. The Guardians people. won their division last year. They're 500. Uh, Cardinals have like 12 wins. Oh, so happy like, about that. Like you just you look around, and a lot of what has been happening over the last five years is not happening. You get a lot of a lot of turnover this year. Um, I still think a lot of these teams will will turn it around. I think, Super early still. you know, the Phillies, I think our team, Bryce Harper, just coming back uh, can be a team that kind of makes a run. But both East, the, the AL and NL East are so deep. I think everybody, even the Yankees, who are like 10 games out or over Eight. 500. Eight games behind. I looked at it today. It's 10. I'm looking at it right now. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I must have looked at it. Uh, you good. know, so that division's crazy. Uh, the Braves are playing outstanding. So for the the Mets yeah. or the Phillies to, to make a run, they might be talking about just trying to get a, a wild card. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just it's great time to to be a baseball fan because there is a lot more parity than there has been recently Agreed. outside the Oakland A's. For those teams who aren't doing as well, if I'm speaking and you're listening, <laughs> there's like 90 games left in the season. Yeah, so you got tons of time 90, to actually 120 games. <laughs> yeah, dude, there there's a go. lot more than that. There you go. Baseball's stupid. So many games, <laughs> so, so meaningless, so, so many meaningless games. So, so if you were to bet on one of these teams that are below five hundred to make the World Series, who are you betting? Padres. I think the Padres will get better. They'll figure it out. And Tatis still is coming back, right? He didn't pop back yet to make the World he, Series. He's actually been really good the last like week and a half. Yeah. So to make the World Series. Yeah, yeah that's kind of it. I think the Padres still have a Phillies. That's a good one too. I, I like the, the Phillies, Phillies pick. I like, I like their pitching. Um, like you said, Bryce Harper's coming back. I think once he comes back, they're going to find like a, a different gear that they can, you know, shift in and start doing well in that. In that Who do you have in mind for that? So I'm going to say the Mets. Um, Interesting. Because okay. even if they don't win the AL East, 
if you're going to a wild card situation and you can throw out Verlander and Scherzer as your one two, yeah, I think hurt. Be all right. Uh, Verlander just made his first start back from being missing the season, and Scherzer got suspended for a sticky substance on his hand, mm. um, and just just I think just came back this week. Uh, but when you got those two pitchers to start start you off, that's yeah. really good for postseason baseball. They've put a lot of money into that team, so I'd be surprised come trade deadline if they don't make a move. Kind of kind of like the Padres did last year, where they try to make a move to go over the top to actually. You know, mm-hmm. finally win. All right, fair enough. Um, so that pretty much does it for sports. Uh, last but not least, we got a little bit of time here. So we touched on it last week. We were going to see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Um, we all have actually seen it. Mm-hmm. Patrick, you've seen a movie? I've saw a movie. That's I've, I've saw a movie once. All right. So Patrick, tell solid. me about this movie. How did you feel about it? I love I no, love no spoilers. I loved it from beginning to end i have seen the other guardians of the galaxy so i kind of knew what to expect i didn't know the premise of what the movie the new movie was going to be about but between the music between the actors between the action um it was just it was just a really good story um i i i thought the ending was pretty solid um it went a different direction than i thought it was going to go Ooh. but i uh i loved it I thought it was I thought it was a great movie. I think everybody should go out there and watch it. If you haven't seen one and two, go out there. Batista's great. Of course he is. I didn't know that Bradley Cooper was Rocket. Really? It didn't sound like him for like a little bit because I know I saw it in, uh, in the beginning credits. I was like, oh, I didn't know he was Rocket. That was pretty cool. <laughs> that does Ow. not sound like him at all. Who's the um, Who's the guy at the beginning? Um, Port uh, tries to get. Uh, um, I don't want to do any spoilers. And you said no spoilers. That's so. literally what you're about to do. I, I know. Have. That's so. Who's the guy painted gold at the beginning of the oh, movie? Oh, Adam Warlock. Everybody knows he's in there. That's not a spoiler. Yeah. No, I know, but I didn't know who he was. Yeah. I was trying to like piece together who that guy was. So yeah. I don't know, Tom. What about you? Um, it's exactly what it's supposed to be. Like these. Yeah. The great thing about the Guardians movies is that they don't take itself too seriously. Like it's an action film. Mm-hmm. It's a superhero film. But it's fun. The one-liners in oh, there great. are just great. Like you're sitting there and they just they just hit a one-liner at you. Um, yeah, that and they they use the so in P, for people who don't know PG thirteen movies, you're allowed one f bomb. I thought they used it perfectly. <laughs> I thought I just the scene they use it. Yeah, the spin. scene they use in it like it's not like this super crazy serious scene, and they just use it just to be like you know what you know what put this scene over the top. <laughs> Boom! Yeah, and it, it just—you just felt it too. You're like, ah, oh. just it was great. It was great. What about you, Joe? How do you, how do you like it? Yeah, no, it was—it was a fine movie. Um, fine sounds too low. Like it wasn't earth shattering and world beating. Yeah, it, it was. Tom took the words out of my mouth where he said it's exactly what it's supposed to be. Like it was a cool ending of the trilogy. Because you know, guns going on to run DC and all that jazz. And I know that a couple characters have said out loud already that like they're not going to come back and play these characters anymore. So it was. You know, fitting any and all that stuff. But it was just, the Guardians movie is pretty cool in that the way they always worked is that, like, they always felt like a makeshift dumb family. And, like, mm-hmm. they always came together. And that kind of, like, helped include the audience always do that. That's part of why, it, you know, originally people were supposed to say, oh, this movie is supposed to be terrible. It's going to be Marvel's worst one. Why would they even do this franchise? Because, they, they, you know, they have Captain America and all this other jazz. And everybody always, like, these, these movies ruled because... Yeah. Again, you nailed it. Soundtracks have always been awesome. The awesome mixes, yeah. specifically. 
Uh, it's always been great to listen to. I still listen to those now, even from before. It's it's really cool. And you get the ending that you want from it, where it just feels like everything. It, it, they're a family. They fight. They do their things. Mm-hmm. No spoiler. Well, what I will they say, our family, they do fight. That's pretty much what the movie's about. It's not a spoiler. I feel like if you put good, I feel like if you put great music into a movie, it literally makes it almost like timeless. So, hundred percent. I'll take Forrest Gump for example. I was just about to say one that, of my just. favorite movies, and I think part of it is because the soundtrack is absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. It's great. There's, there's, to me, there's almost no, no movie better, no movie soundtrack better than Forrest yeah. Gump. I, I have a playlist that's basically all songs from Guardian of the Galaxy movies combined. Like it's just a mix. And do you play them in order? No, I just randomly. I want like it's almost like a movie. I just want to randomly hear and then just like flow to that scene. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. That's right. I mean, all of the best movies have great scores with them, great soundtracks, mm-hmm. like hit movies, all this other stuff. Um, people still listen to Celine Dion and think about Titanic, and that was like a hundred years ago. Yeah. Or I was listening to something else that was talking about movies and the music in them. And it's like when they made Jaws, like Jaws, I know that the robot was always like messing up when they were creating Jaws. So instead they just kind of just start doing the do do. This is two, two notes, mm-hmm. but those two notes, everything's a shark. As soon as you hear it. Oh yeah. It's- That's just, it just changes the way like people just perceive things. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're the movie guy, yeah. so you know, Go like ahead. I-, I listen to John Williams just like, mm-hmm. and just listen to his greatest hits. And then you go from, Jaws to Star Trek or Star Wars to Indiana Jones to oh wow he Halloween did all like he does all these major scores wow, that's and, you, and you just it's like like kind of like you said it transports you to that that's movie to where you watch that movie mm-hmm. like the really good movies really good songs for these movies will elicit a emotional response of you thinking about we, something we do it yeah. here every we time do, every... we do uh, when we're playing radio yeah. or, or we have a radio and sometimes. People Ages. simply like guess the movie. <laughs> Don't stop it. No, we're, we're not going down that one. <laughs> but we even do like guess this movie, the movie just by the music, yep. and somebody will play like a, a song and they'll be like, "Oh, this is from this movie." And you know, well, I always do. I remember the Titans. Yeah, there's always like a couple songs is just like boom. I can I already know the scene. Yep, that's great. It's super cool. Um, not too much to talk about. We're not traveling anywhere this weekend, right? So we are we are off this weekend. Thank God, finally. Mm-hmm. But we'll get right back at it because I believe we're we're going to Dallas Boston. and Boston. Da- Dallas is happening. It's bananas. What about Stay you? out of the shopping outlets, folks. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 Don't go shopping in Dallas. Okay, then. Anyway, um, I don't know how to respond to you in this scenario. So anyway, final thoughts. Uh, we're ending the show the way that uh, we always do. Where everybody gives their little final thought about everything. Computer's doing something weird. Patrick, you are apparently ready to go. So, I'm always ready uh, to go, baby. Go. Um, so this past weekend, uh, I think the fifth was Backlash. Okay, yeah. Let me tell you something, folks. <laughs> Bad Bunny set the precedent for pop. When you talk about pop and a person refers to a wrestler and the pop that they have with the crowd and just the excitement the crowd gets. Like when you would hear Stone Cold Steve Austin's glass shatter. Oh, my yes. God. People go crazy. Beer flies in the air. When Bad Bunny walked out and the entire Puerto Rican arena sang that song, I to the, I'll watch it right now and I'll still get chills. Yeah, he surprised me so much, and I watched the entire match. I thought he did phenomenal. I I, I think he brought it over the top for entertainers. I don't think there is a better entertainer wrestler wise. No, well you you know that he's done this before. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, amazing I mean, before. Yeah. Absolutely. I just think he really brought it to the next level. And when he 
walked out with that song. Mm-hmm. It was just Damien Priest was just like, I'll never ever get this. <laughs> I'll <laughs> never get this pop like like this. Yeah. Nobody. The only other person I can think of that got that type of pop was Shinsuke when he comes out with the violin. Right. But like even then, man, it was just so nice to watch. I'll watch it over and over again. If you guys haven't seen it, check out the Bad Bunny Backlash entrance. Goosebumps. I don't think I was ready for you to go to to wrestling, so I'm really happy. For You're you. welcome, <laughs> Tom. What do you got, man? So I'm gonna talk a little hobby talk. Uh, Evan Mathis came out uh, this uh, past yes. week. Oh, that's right. And um, did a little podcast and video about card trimming and basically <sighs> saying that he trims cards and <laughs> he sees nothing wrong with it. And hey, people do it to art. People do it with other stuff. Why should it be different in Sports cards, and shockingly, yeah, there's been a backlash. <laughs> um, great, great reference right there too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I talked about backlash. Joey better come up with a backlash <laughs> reference. <laughs> no, um, but trimming has been a very taboo subject in the hobby for a long time. I will say that ninety some percent of the hobby is very against it. We all know what happens, unfortunately. Uh, PWCC is another company that got in trouble for a little bit for potentially trimming cards. Uh, but no one has really come out like this and just said, I don't care. I don't care what you think. I, this is what I do. This is where, how I believe. And people have tracked cards that he has bought and that he bought this card at a PSA seven. And then he sold it as a PSA eight. He bought this card raw and it was damaged, and he got a PSA 10. Um, he's attached to a PSA 9 1952 Mickey Mantle card that was sold, one of the highest sales ever. Um, so talking to people around the hobby, there's a lot of people that will not buy from him now. And it's just, I don't know if it's, if it's short-sighted, if it's ignorance, if it's just not caring, <clears throat> but to basically blatantly go out there and tell people this, he has to know that he's undermining his own business and maybe he's making a moral stand uh, and he's hoping to convince other people otherwise, but it's not a great look, not a great look for the hobby. Um, And I'm very curious to see kind of the, the ramifications long-term for this. Um, There have been some people that have supported him though. That's been a a big minority, but um, yeah, just, blatantly coming out there saying this is what i do this is how i do it almost giving people a blueprint of how they could do it themselves so interesting week yeah for sure all right and then for mine um this coming saturday the xfl will have its championship game they actually got through the whole season they didn't have to cancel early none of that nonsense that happened before Mm -hmm. uh the dc defenders are they ended up as nine and one they're the championship game uh, they're playing the Arlington Renegades. They used to be in, like Dallas, I believe, but they're, they're Arlington now, even though they look the exact same. But uh, just go with Texas, guys. <laughs> yeah. They were four and six. They kind of pulled a little upset over Houston uh, to make the make the finals, which is cool. Uh, so it's cool that, you know, the XFL is here. But the whole point of it was to be kind of a feeder system, et cetera, et cetera. And my entire Twitter the last couple of days has been just littered. Twitter is littered with. <laughs> Uh, signings from people giving all these XFL guys who really performed well a shot and they're bringing them to training camp, et cetera, et cetera. So the NFL teams are paying attention, which we knew they would be, but now you're finally seeing exactly what would happen to have a lower football league that now all these guys can get all their shots. This is what every 
team wanted. You know, this is what the XFL wanted to be. This is what I think the USFL strives to be too, even though they're going to be ending a little bit later. Yeah. So the XFL seemed to kind of nail it. It was fun. They had unique things that the NFL is thinking about. They're having their championship game just as teams are loading their rosters for, you know, for camps. And now all these guys are getting signed. They're getting their shot that they've been working hard for. And I just think it's really cool. I think it's really cool to see it in action because before you hear it and you're like, yeah, but if they were good, they would have already gotten this chance or this, that, and the other thing. And it's like, well, you kind of didn't think it would work out. And now to see it actually working out, that's really cool. So I'm excited to see the future stories of how this dude in week 10, who's winning you your fantasy matchup was playing in the XFL, you know, 10 months ago or, or, you know, whatever. So it just reminds me of like a, like the Kurt Warner story where he was in the, the arena league. He was also bagging groceries and all of a sudden he's chucking for the Rams. It was super cool. So I'm excited to see what these guys can do and just that just that it's working, just that there's another outlet for guys, you know, who maybe they need a little more polishing with NFL coaching, but they get their dreams get cut too early. Now they can go to another avenue, work on some stuff and and make it back. So I'm excited to see that. Uh, you guys got anything else to say before we skedaddle? I, I would say absolutely. You get guys that get hurt early on in their careers, mm-hmm. get caught, mm-hmm. never have another chance. Uh, it's great to see some of these guys. And it's funny watching the games. Seeing names that you recognize from college football or from a year or two of football playing in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so absolutely cool to see. Uh, and hopefully this is just the beginning and it continues to grow. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. Well, thank you, everybody, for taking an hour out of your lives to listen to us ramble on about sports and the card industry. It's pretty cool. Um, again, we had Sad Patrick this week, so we should have Happy Patrick next week. We'll see what happens. Balance out my life. <laughs> I love it. Um, again, if you want to ask us questions, give us more feedback. Thank you for those who have been doing that. You can email us at podcast at hitparadecollection.com. Again, that's podcast at hitparadecollection.com. Go and follow us on Instagram at hitparadepodcast. Do it on TikTok, but we haven't really done TikToks. We're going to start doing TikToks. Screw it. What do you want to see? Uh, let us know. Uh, we appreciate everybody who's been listening, and uh, that's it. So we'll see you next week. Bye.